Although there are a lot fewer trees up here, it's not completely devoid of trees. And at about three o'clock from where I am now, there's quite a large rounded tree. The tree itself is probably about 10 meters above the ground, but it's a round tree, if that makes sense. The, the branches are growing outwards, almost uh, parallel to, to the ground, and then all the the branches and, and the, the leaves all link up creating a sort of round appearance. Very unusual shape for a tree that la large. Normally the, the trunk sort of elevates the tree so that the foliage is, is quite high above the ground but not so in this case. And the tree's also in bloom. It's got these milky fluffy flowers on it. Quite remarkable. I'm not sure what type of tree it is. The green, the leaves are, are very green and it seems to have quite a lot of bird life in it. So yeah, quite a little ecosystem in the environment. The sun, where I'm parked now, the sun is striking the cliffs at a much better angle. In other words, the cliffs are no longer in shade and the sheer diversity of color is quite quite a, a sight. The cliffs as you go along, most of them have that sheer drop which is like one huge wall uh, running several hundred meters and the natural color of the, of the rock, I think there must be some iron in it because it's, it's a reddy color. And then in the patches of shade where there's little fissures down the cliff face spaced periodically probably caused by by water runoff and in those little fissures there's tree life that that is growing in between the sort of cliffs but there's also color from a lichen type of moss that sort of clings to the rock that, that's a yellowy color and then there's stain of uh, bird poo so as I described earlier with the vultures there's a number of birds that, that nest on the safety of cliff faces and they obviously deposit outside of their nest or roosting site so there's a sort of whitewash from there so you've got all these different colors the reds the greens the, the grays from the shadow the whites and the yellows all combining and as the Sun strikes it, it it's got a, a very mesmerizing color and then as you come down the cliff face ends you hit a steep slope that runs down the mountainside until you get to the, the sort of valley plateau that I'm in at the moment and where there's a gathering of water runoff you've got your tree line and your accumulation of, of trees and growth whereas on the more exposed ridges in between that the sort of tops of the of the slope then it's just grass and boulders so again there's a contrast of colors the sort of deep dark green of the tree valleys and then the exposed areas is a more sort of golden yellow color uh, which is grassland On the other side of the car to the cliffs there's a wide valley and at first glance it looks like it's just uh, predominantly grassland which I guess it is but as we get up to a higher elevation and look back down on it you can see that 
it's a very aqueous watery environment and this is what gives the water waterberg its name for those of you who don't speak afrikaans waterberg or waterberg literally translates as water mountain and yeah you know it looks like an arid environment but it does have these sort of huge big wells where the the water oozes out into the grassland and as i look so i'm going to pick my binoculars up and and have a look and see what kind they are they look like mountain reedbuck which are fairly sizable probably about a meter maybe a little bit more at sh shoulder height they're a, a gray brown color and they've got funny horns that bend forward the males do these are predominantly a females in this herd um, they're quite far off probably about 500 meters from where I sit now so hopefully I'll get a little close to them or some of their kind a little later on there's a big troop of baboon just on the left of the vehicle about, well, it's so large that it's moving from 11 o'clock to 8 o'clock and it's be about at least 50 of them and there's some very big boyos. Baboons, if you don't know, are South Africa's largest primates behind us human beings. A big male can, if it's standing on its hind legs, can get well over a, a meter. But they usually walk on all fours and unlike us, they have a tail but it's not a prehensile tail it's one that sort of goes up and droops and it's probably about half a meter in length and they are they're sort of moving through the the grassland foraging for roots and bugs and whatever they eat they're omnivorous and yeah they're quite smart little fellows so when they come in contact with humans like at uh, rest camps they can be quite a nuisance this troop here seems to be um, devoid of a lust for harrying humans to steal their food. Yeah, so they've just moved off quietly. Very nice. stopped a little copse at the edge of the valley just before I start the serious incline up to the mountain top and the bird that you can hear in the background is a Shelley's Franklin it's a type of bird a game bird that's roughly the size of a small chicken and yeah it's sort of a mixture of uh, browns and greys and whites and blacks quite an attractive little thing up close but as you can hear it's cool is quite strident and they say that it's saying I'll drink your beer I'll drink your beer I'll drink your beer I'll drink your beer but yeah this place in Marikela is one of the, the most reliable places to encounter them they're a very difficult bird to to get to see but uh, just hearing them call close by is very special I've just had an amazing surpri surprise. In this little copse that I'm waiting in, there was an African pygmy kingfisher, which, as the name implies, is a tiny little kingfisher. And it's not, in fact, a fisher at all. 
It feeds on insects. It's also an intra-Africa migrant spending our winter further up north in uh, Central Africa and I didn't even expect it to be a bird that you'd find here at Marakele, more a bird of the Kruger Lofelt and that sort of thing, but it's a beautiful bird. A tiny little thing, probably about a little bigger than, than your thumb and forefinger put together. It's got a blazing red beak then a shimmering blue uh, back and orange underparts with a white throat and its head has got a purple lavender color and a sort of uh, half white collar. It really is a stunning little bird and to see it so close, I've got some great photographs, it is a real special treat. I'm very, very excited. Of my first Cape Vulture for the day. There's a little gap in the trees of where I'm sitting. Ooh, and there's a whole lot of the vultures just catching the thermals created from the cliff faces. Hot air rises upward. Yeah, there's probably about 10 of them. Now, Cape Vultures are huge birds. We're talking wingspan of two or three meters across and Vultures get a bad rap because they're scavengers and feed on bones and, and rotting carcasses, but they play a very important role in the ecosystem. If you don't have animals that are prepared to help with the decomposition process and breaking stuff down, then disease and bacteria spreads around and that's not good. So you need decomposers to come in, help the, um, the natural processes take place. They're, they're big birds, as I described, in their wingspan, but even if they're sort of perched, they're about half a meter tall at sh shoulder height, and they're sort of pale, browny color, sort of much much whiter than, than most of the vultures, which are either a black color or a darker brown, and then they don't have feathers on, on, their, um, on their necks and heads because they sort of dip their, their heads and beaks into the, the carcasses of... Of dead animals and feathers would just be a nuisance but yeah seeing them soar above one like huge big pterodactyls is a really exciting sight what's going on but there's a helicopter that has landed in the valley to my left it's on the ground and it's just idling with its rotors turning around one two three at least three people inside look as if they could be military I don't think it's a sandbox chopper I don't see any markings or registration no I can't see anything at all it's a sort of brown color with white on the base of the, the tail and on some of the undercarriage and yeah I don't know what they're up to I'll have to report it to park management when I see them later on this afternoon yeah I've got no reason to suspect they're up to no good but yeah not what you expect to see every day I don't think it's part of any game capture process I'm intrigued I will have to ask a few questions
helicopter's taken off. I'm sure you can hear the sound effects from the outside. I was watching it through binoculars and could see one of the passengers was looking at me through binoculars. Now it's circling around above me. Hopefully they are all the jets. Now they're flying right over me. You can hear that noise. Hmm. I wonder what they're up to. Going up the very steep part of the cliff side, and it's following contours around the uh, helicopter. is still circling over the valley to my left. Now, because it's such a steep cliff face, they've had to put fencing against the, the slope to stop boulders from rolling down the hillside into the path, into the roadway that could obviously create problems for vehicles like myself and yeah you can see if you look at the fence line uh, which is made of big steel railway girders and strong wiring there's a number of boulders that have been caught in that sort of uh, net so it's certainly doing its job yeah and then on the left hand side the open side there's just a sheer drop down several hundred meters down to the valley uh, below which is where the helicopter is still flying around although now I see it rising up to the slope on the other side of the mountain and yeah, it's now just going over the, the mountain on the other side and yeah I'm sure you can hear the pull in, in the car engine is quite strong because that's how steep the incline at least one one to one and yeah just following the contours around twisting and turning got to concentrate it's uh, not an easy drive, particularly with all the occasional potholes that could be waiting. And just hope no car comes speeding around. But I think I'm the only car on the road at the moment, so hopefully they're safe.